Hello and welcome to Save Your Life with Steph Beck podcast, episode number two. Today, I have an amazing guest with us. I'm so excited to talk with her, Michelle Lee, the owner of Bodhi Yoga. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to chat with me. Well, this is what I love to do. I love this talk. I love where it leads us. I love the ahas that we had along the way. I love the inspiration we can gain from each other. And I'm just reminded of like a famous quote that when you're speaking, you're only repeating what you know, but when you listen, you may learn something new. So I hope that's how it goes today. Yeah, I love that. So we had a little chat beforehand on what we wanted to discuss. And I really wanted to see what's been on your heart lately, because we can say, okay, let's talk about this, this and this. But if that's not what's on your heart lately, it's not going to flow. So I asked you, Michelle, what's been on your heart lately? And what is it? It's funny, because as soon as you asked me that again, I something popped into my mind completely different. It leads into the same direction, but it's how I've been feeling this month. I actually joked about it earlier in class, how there's some kind of portal must have opened because I've spent most of my month kind of in big amounts of gratitude, feeling an overwhelming amount of gratitude to the point where it brings tears to my eyes And I just feel so happy to be living the life that I'm in. And I've truly um, have created a life that I love and that people around me are on that same vibration. And it just keeps getting higher and higher and higher. And it's overwhelming um, now. I mean, I took a long break um, from the studio. I was there, but I was focused on my child. Like yourself, we had new babies. And it takes a while to get back into balance. But the great thing about universe, there's no such thing as time. So even though I was enjoying my moment with Hunter, I realized that the studio wasn't going anywhere. The people weren't going anywhere. And that when I had refocused my energy in that direction, it would all flow again. And that's what I'm feeling now. Since I've had uh, Hunter... And it took me about two and a half years to get that balance. Now he's in daycare and I've been given time to myself. And now I'm back in creation mode. You can feel it. I see it off what you're doing every day. We're in that pocket now where manifestation happens real quickly. Anything that we put into a thought, it is just served instantly. We don't have to figure out how or when. It just happens for us. And that's when you really know you're in alignment with your inner being and who you truly are when things just naturally occur for you. So that's why I've been feeling that amount of gratitude. Since January, I've focused back in to the studio, creating events that we want to do together and creating events that new people come in and bring in a new insight. You know, we don't all attach to the same person and get it the same way. For me, it was Wayne Dyer. Some people mightn't like him. I don't know who the hell wouldn't like him, but you know what I mean? It's we're bringing people to you so that we can continually evolve. And since then, I've just been receiving an abundance of messages and feel good love from everybody. And it's overwhelming. But what it is, it's the universe saying, thank you. Thank you for being the tool so that we can do our work. Right. That's how it feels. 
Yeah. So I have a question for you. When was it that it really clicked for you that you have a special path, you have a special purpose? What what was it? And before that, were you in a contracted state? Were you held back? Were you sabotaging yourself? What happened? Good question. I spent a lot of time struggling. It's like you're swimming up that stream. They talk about it all the time. If you're paddling up water, you've got to change the direction. You're going the wrong way. It should be effortless. It shouldn't have to try so hard. It shouldn't be difficult. There's no need to struggle, right? Um, I spent a lot of my life um, kind of not knowing my place and really not being satisfied with any job that I did. I did a lot of sales. You know what I mean? Just not really saying this can't be it. I can't put cookies on a shelf for the rest of my life. I can't keep up with this high racing racket of car sales. I need, I need to find me. And it wasn't until I lay down on my yoga mat in 2015, the very first class I've ever done. And I remember lying there and it was a very gentle class and the music was very soft and the candles were lit and it was just so beautiful. And I remember at the end, the tears were just rolling down the sides of my face. And I felt like, oh, I'm home. Oh, I get it. And then after the second class, I was like, oh, ding, 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 ding. This is what we're going to do for the rest of our life. Okay, let's go. And I honestly, that was in December of 2015 and uh, June of 2016, uh, six, seven months later, I was in Tampa doing a 500 hour yoga training. I quit my job and just left. I followed that passion. Cause that's how you know, it's it, the universe speaks to you through joy and through passion. And if it excites you, you gotta do more of that, right? We're not supposed to live mundane lives. We're not supposed to live lives that we don't love. That's not why we're here. We came here with a big purpose and it's gonna show up in the form of joy. So I heard a quote once that you're, um, goal in life is to find that joy and then it's your job to give it away. Right. So I found it. I got it. I was like, okay, let's go. And it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy at first. And I tried, when I came back, I started to teach to one or two people. Sometimes it was my mom. Sometimes nobody showed up. And then I gained momentum as I taught and more and more people started to come to this little hole in the wall where I was teaching out of. It could hold 16 people. That was it. And I eventually just busted out of there. And I went to uh, find a realtor to help find me a place so that I could teach to a bigger pe- bigger amounts of people. And I wanted to teach hot yoga, right? So my goal was to open a hot yoga studio. And it's funny. I got to tell you this. I'll pause right there and come back a little bit. In December, when I found my passion in yoga, I had asked a studio owner here, a hot yoga studio owner down at Moto, if I could uh, be a teacher down there and maybe, you know, learn the sequence. And she said I had to have a a two-year yoga practice to be able to teach down there. And I was like, oh, no. And I kind of went back to her again. I was like, spiritually, I'm there. Like, you know, I'm here, there, spiritually. I've been reading the books. I've been doing the work. Now I found the yoga, and it was like a, a perfect union. So let's do it. And she's like, no, you really need, you really need it to your practice. But it was just the universe. The universe, I couldn't be teaching down at Moto. Now look what I got. Now look what I created, right? It's just the universe never gives it to you in the form that you may think, but you've got to trust the process. 
and trust it and without forcing it, just allow it to happen. So without taking no as an answer, I said, okay, well, if it can't be this way, I'm going to go look up another way. And I found uh, the training in Tampa. So off I went and I came home, I busted out of that little spot and started to um, look for a place to be. And it was hard at first. The, the spot I was in had nothing. It was just concrete. So it was about a $300,000 project and they just wouldn't let me do it. They were like, we don't give that much money to new uh, new owners, um, new business owners. You have for startup, it has to be down around this range. So I, I, you know, I sat there and I was willing to give half my business away to another yoga girl who had a financial backer that maybe, you know, two yoga people, two financial backers still didn't work. So then I had to come to the part where like, okay, now I'm beginning to force it. Right. I'm not in the allowing state anymore. And I sat down. I said to Andrew, I'm just going to let it go. And I sat on the couch and I had about a cry for like five minutes. And I was like, you know, dusted off the show. I was like, okay, I'm ready. I said, that's it. I was like, yeah, that's it. Like, I'm not, not attachment, right? You can't be attached to when or how or why. Oh, no. You just have to allow it. So I was like, okay. I said to the girl, the realtor, I said, find me another spot. And she brought me to where I am now. And the bank was like, sure. There you go. That's perfect, right? And the guys who owned the building were contractors as well. And within two months, I had a yoga studio popped up on Camelot Road. And it was incredible. And I'll leave you with this little piece before we go on off into a, a different direction. Or, But I picked the word Bodhi because it meant the awakened Buddha or master. So after looking through all the Sanskrit words, I really attached to that. I said, oh, that, I feel that. The awakened Buddha or master, right? That's true. the enlightened Buddha. That's what I wanted everyone to experience. It's not the yoga. It's it's in the mind what I wanted to help, right? I started to Wikipedia. Why does that mean enlightenment? Why does Bodhi mean enlightened? I'm trying to, you know, bored one day just waiting for it to open up. Got on Wikipedia and it said that Bodhi was shortened from Bodhi tree. And... Bodhi tree is in India where the Buddha had stood and found his enlightenment. He left his war-ridden state and he came to a place in India. It was called Boya Gaya. I have no idea if that's the right pronunciation, but uh, he found this tree and it had heart-shaped petals on the tree. And he stood there for so long that people were bringing him food and drink, thinking he is dazed now. He's like, you're not supposed to survive without water or food that long. And yet he, there he stood in complete awe. And when he finally did move on on his journey as an enlightened being, his feet had left a dent in the ground where he stood and they bronzed it. And this tree still stands today and it's a shrine to the Buddha. And people go and pray and meditate and spend time in that energy that is there. So I was like, wow. You know, wow, I kid you not, two to three days later, a friend of mine who I hadn't seen in three years messaged me on Facebook. She was moving to British Columbia and sent me a picture of this. It kind of looked like a tree trunk and in it was carved a bunch of different Buddhas and it had like little bells at the bottom. And she said, I'm moving away. Do you want it? And I was like, what is it? <laughs> what is it? And she said, I was in India and I bought it when I was at a yoga retreat. It's from a holy tree where they all pray. That's what she said. No, so and I you said, got it. 
I started to cry. I was like, are you serious? I was like, were you at the Bodhi tree? She's like, yes, yes, yes. That's what it's called. I was like, are you kidding me? Now, I was in this girl's house many, many times and passed that and I never even recognized it. It was waiting for me to open up Bodhi so that I could have come under alignment that that was already mine. Oh, girl. Right? I got the goosebumps now. Yes. And she had it wrapped. I bought it off her and she had it wrapped in a silk blanket and the bells rang the whole way home. And I just cried the whole way home. Oh, I'm it's so on my wall studio. Yeah. Yeah. That is remarkable. Yeah. That is so incredible. remarkable. It's the universe saying, here you go. You're ready. It's and it, those little synchronicities. You and I, like, we're so aligned with this kind of talk because we're we're in a flow state and nothing holds us back. Yeah. But to people, and there's there's a lot of people who are stuck. This sounds very foreign to them. You know, they, they see us and they think, well, I can never be that. That can never be me because of this, that, and the other thing, these people in my life, whatever the story is. So what would you say to those people? Because I know I was one of those people when I was stuck in my life, and I'm sure you felt stuck at certain portions of your life. So what would you say to those people? Well, first of all, in law of attraction, you have 17 seconds before another like thought attracts back to you. So it gains momentum pretty quick when it's only 17 seconds. So if you're spending ego and source cannot be one of each other. They're, they're not together. There's not a little bit of source in you once and then a little bit of ego in you. You're either living from ego or you're living from source, right? And when you sway away from source, you can feel it. As things become more difficult, people will start to press up against your resistance to that flow. And so the real pocket is being into that energy where happy is, where joy is, and doing more. Like I said, once you find joy, that's your that's what the universe is calling you towards, right? I, if you don't know Esther Hicks, for anyone who's listening, Esther Hicks is a medium that channels the other side. She channels the other side, and it's a collective soul of, of energies that she calls Abraham. And I was listening to her yesterday, and I kind of wrote some things down by listening to her. I just kind of had a, a couple of thoughts. And I'm going to read it now, and I think it's really going to hone in on what you're asking me. It was just some things as she was speaking, how the little bells went off in my brain. She was talking about manifestation and how we can't think our way into manifestation. We have to feel our way. It's a feeling that creates the manifest. It's not the thinking, right? The logical brain, because that's the body. That's the physical body. We want to come into the emotional and spiritual body. So when we think about how to manifest, how to get from point A to point B, Esther Hicks always comes back to how it's an emotional journey more than a thought out journey. You will get there quicker when you are in line with how you're feeling. So it feels like joy. It feels like happiness. It feels like contentment. It's making you excited. You can see the light. You can see that, oh, I would love to have this and how that would feel if I had it. You assume that feeling that you already have it. And you're like, Oh my goodness, right? It feels good. It feels good. That is going to get you a lot faster than you're thinking about, oh, how in the hell am I going to get those finances? Who am I going to meet that's going to help me do that? The universe, the source will take care of that. 
of the how, of the when. You can't be attached to the form it comes in. Like I was saying, I wanted to get that space up on Kemout Road. It didn't work out, but I got the space down the road. But if you are completely attached to you have to have it one way and you are not moving from that and you're in a hard place then, right? You're not flexible. So source wants you to be flexible. Source wants you to feel your way to your destination rather than thinking about how. Let the universe figure out how. You figure out how it feels. And you'll know you're in the right pocket when I was saying it becomes easy, right? Like I'll have a thought. I had a thought the other day. Oh, I I need more finances to pay off this bill. So... I'd love to be able to do something with kids, right? And I posted a pictures of a class that I done years ago. And all of a sudden, the universe is like, oh, we heard that, right? I had forgotten all about it. And then all of a sudden, boom, comes a school. Well, can you teach yoga to our whole school? Can you teach meditation to the whole school? Bang. I got five classes in the next couple of weeks with hockey players, four classes every Sunday for the next five weeks. And the figure skaters call out to me. And then I'm thinking, oh, I would love to. I love this. I forgot how much I love working with children. So I'm going to put out there that I'm going to throw in kids' birthday parties. Within a day, I got seven birthday parties, right? So the universe takes care of it. All you have to do is have the thought and say, this would be really great if I could work with kids more. And then there it comes, right? So you're in alignment. You're, you've forgotten about it, right? You just put it out there and the universe takes care of it. The universe conspires to help you have it. The universe never wants you to think small. The universe wants great things for you, right? It doesn't say think small. You can only have those small things. But people get intimidated when they're trying to dream big because they think it's impossible. They think that, oh, I can't get there. That's too big of a dream. I got a small down that window. I got a dream down, you know? You don't. There's only reason why you don't have the things you currently want is because there's a thought and it's larger and higher in vibration that you can't. And it's bigger than the vibration that you can't. So we got to flip it. There has to be no doubt, right? There has to be no doubt. There has to be no fear. There has to be complete trust in the universe that it will guide you right there. And you'll get there a lot sooner when you let go of the resistance of how, when, or what's going to happen. How am I going to do that? Put it into your thought. When you're in alignment, the source will give it to you. The source literally just lets it flow right to you, right? So what would you say to people who are trying to live in this path and be in flow, but they're being brought down by someone or people around them? Mm -hmm. So you have 17 seconds, right? So if you're even listening to a conversation, you don't even need to be speaking the words that are of a lower vibration. If you're in an environment where people are of lower vibration, you have free will. You can get up and say, that's not my vibe. I got 17 seconds to get the hell out of here because they're going to bring me down. You don't have to participate. So if what's on the news you don't like, don't listen to it. If, if you know, we, we've got these groups, okay, I'm mad at the dog that's barking across two houses over. So I'm going to get into this group where everyone in the whole neighborhood is bitching about that. And that's going to make me feel real good because now everybody's on that same vibe and we can all bitch together about how the dog is barking too loud, right? So you can either join in on the negative, join in on the lower vibrational uh, being, which is truly the ego, or you can take those uh, moments and say, this is not the energy I want to hold. It's not the energy I want to be around. It's not the energy I want to keep. And you're going to go over here 
right? To where you're feeling good. And then you'll just attract like people to it. Your job is not to worry about what's going on outside of you. Your job is an internal job. Your job is to make yourself feel well and good, irregardless to what is going on outside, whether it be work, whether it be other people, whether it be the world itself, because it's pretty screwed up right now, it feels like, right? But we don't have to attach to that. When you look in the corner of how screwed up the world is, if you look over in the other corner, you can see how beautiful it is. So where are you going to focus your energy? You have two paths, always, right? You can choose the path of ego, where it's going to lower the vibration, or you can choose the path of source. I heard something the other day. Esther Hicks was talking about kind of the law of attraction, and she said, if you have a stick, call it a magnet, and on one end of the stick, it's red, and that's everything you don't want, right? The struggles of work, the struggles of finances, the struggles in your relationship, the struggles with your family. And then on this side, you have all these beautiful things. It's green and it's full of joy and love and compassion where everything is easy and everything is full of light and love. And you just meet these people who light you up and you love to have these conversations, right? All the things you want. On that stick, there's your dream job. There's your dream man. There's your dream life. There's your big house. There's your beautiful car, whatever it is that you want, right? Whether it be you want to be like Buddha and stand under a tree, there it is. It's on that side of the stick. And then your thought patterns come into play, right? Sometimes you got to retrain your brain. So as you think, I can't get that. I can't have that house. I can't have that car. I'm not going to get that relationship. And then what comes towards you? What end of the stick is going to start coming towards you is the one that you don't want. And as that side comes closer to you, the side that you do want is getting further away from you. So that's where the 17 seconds steps into play. Retrain the mind, girl. Retrain it. And you pull then, all of a sudden, the side you do want starts coming towards you quickly. And then everything starts to line up. And that becomes a very contagious feeling. So you're like, oh, it's working, it's working, it's working. And so it's pulling, drawing you right in towards it. And then you're forgetting about all the other stuff that's drawing you down. I love how organic this is going. I knew that we didn't have to plan it because yeah. everything you're saying is just triggering all these natural questions for me. Yeah, and it's so now. I have a question on what would you say to people that are just fixated on having something? There, there's something they want, whether it's money or a certain person they're interested in, and they're just so focused on them. What would you say to that person? That anything that's meant to be yours won't miss. And if you're not getting what it is that you want, it's resistance. So you're wanting it in a certain way and you can't have it another way for you to be happy. You're saying, I can only have it this way for me to be happy, right? I have to have it in this form or I'm not going to want it. And it's not, it's not, the universe doesn't work like that, right? So the universe gives you what you need, whether you realize it or not. So it, you have to remove resistance. Exactly. That's what I wanted you to say. You're yes. putting resistance towards yes. you and the thing. Yes, there's resistance there. So like I said, if you want something, then you have to come to the higher belief that it's, you already have it. It's already yours. Assume the feeling of it. right? Yeah. Oh, God, I would love to have someone to love me. Oh, my God, wouldn't that feel so good if he was just tall and handsome and wrapped his arms around me and loved me so much? And he loved yoga and he loved dogs and we could eat food together. And, oh, that would feel so good. And I had someone else on the other side of my bed to cuddle and, oh, and then that feeling of it is making you happy. And you're like, oh, that would feel so nice. Okay, I'll let it go. Right? Yeah, let it say, go. Yeah, right? He has to have named Jim and he has to have black hair and he has to have blue eyes. And, and you have this list. Then you're really setting yourself up for disappointment. Right. 
you're setting yourself up for disappointment. You assume the feeling, oh, it's going to feel really good when I have that because it's on its way. So when it gets here, oh, I'm going to love that so much. I'm going to enjoy that so much. That's a much different feeling than woe is me. Oh God, I never can meet the right man. And oh, I'm never going to have the right things. And it's never going to work. And oh God, it's because of this. It's because of my past. It's because that guy screwed me up. It's because, oh, I don't have the right job. So I'm not feeling confident. Whatever it is, all of that is the other end of the stick that you're drawing towards you. Assume the feeling of already having it. And it's on its way. Wow. So another question. Yeah. <laughs> you're just even leaned in towards you. I'm like, <gasps> oh, I'm leaned yeah. in too. This yeah. is just phenomenal what you're giving us here. So what would you say to someone that keeps consistently seeking out happiness outside of themselves? And like they're trying to do the work, trying to do the work, but they get fixated on something to look for happiness, to fill that void. Mm -hmm. What would you say to someone that's doing that? We're all going to make mistakes and we're all going to have little mishaps, right? But anything you'll never, ever find outside of you, your joy. You have, it's an internal project. It's an internal work, right? Once you have your own self happy and joyful, then you're going to attract what you want. You can't say, I need a man to be happy. I need this job to be happy. I need the weather to be nice for me to feel good. I need to see palm trees to feel well. And you're looking at the outside world as a reason for you to be happy. Do you know screwed up? The outside world is in so many different directions. And you're going to only attract, if you're not well, how do you expect to attract a well person? If you do, it be temporary because you're not a vibrational match, you see, right? You're only vibrationally attracting what you are. So, yeah. 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 Play that back. Yeah, exactly. You're you're, you're not a vibrational match. What you vibrationally are. Yeah. You're not a vibrational match yet. Right. You're only going to. Yeah. So if you want to, it's basically reminding me of a quote, become what you seek, reflect what you admire, and you'll attract what you desire. So if you want love, become it. If you want forgiveness, go forgive somebody. Become what it is that you're looking for. Become the happy person, become the joyful person. And then how could you not attract it? Because you know what? When you're full of joy and there's light in your eyes and you're happy, God damn it, you'll, in, you'll invite so much love and more joy into your life. It's not going to find you underneath a rainy friggin' hat and a, a sad face. And what, you know what I mean? It's only going to attract, right? It's going to attract what you are. So if you're in your head, and thinking you are not a vibrational match to what it is that you desire. It's like picking a fruit that isn't ripe yet and then complaining that it doesn't taste good. Oh. Right? It's not ready yet. You're not ready yet. You're not ready to have that yet. So the universe is saying, of course it's difficult. Of course there's resistance there. You've got, you've got some other work over here to do yet. You've got you to gotta let go of the, the past that hurt you. You've got to, you know... Get out of the job that you don't love, that's draining you from the soul and sucking you dry. You have to you have to build internally the happiest house. And then you'll be a vibrational match to whatever it is that you want. Right? That is 100% accurate. Yeah, people, it's only recently that people are like, 
they say to me all the time, one girl said to me yesterday, oh, you just, you just look so happy all the time. Because I am. You know, I, I, I seen this video the other day and this man was going around, you know, those YouTube or whatever, TikTok videos. He was just randomly going around. Easy question. Are you happy to people? And they couldn't answer it. I was baffled because I've been so happy and in alignment for so long. And that made me cry. It made me cry that you couldn't answer that question whether you're happy or not. Like the awareness, the awareness is not there. Like, why aren't you happy today? There's so many reasons for you to be happy today. So many reasons for you to be happy and joyful. You're just looking in the wrong direction. You're focusing on the lack of. You're focusing on what you don't have and how difficult it is to get there. Right? you got to start to allow and trust that something much more powerful than you is taking care of it all. All you have to do is come back to the feeling, the feeling of it. Do you think there's any way that everyone on this planet can eventually become enlightened? Is that even possible? The yin and the yang, the yin and the yang, right? Where there's light, there's darkness, where I think it will always be a beautiful balance. But what will happen is collectively as a whole, we'll continue to grow and evolve. And then the other side will still have their woe is, and that will become more because where population is growing and growing. So the yin and the yang is just getting bigger and bigger. We are evolving more. See, in evolution of time, you think about we didn't have we didn't have the capacity to be an enlightened being before Buddha. There were, no one knew how. There wasn't anybody to, to show us that it was possible. If you look at Krishna, who was, I don't know how many years, could be thousands, hundreds of years. Krishna was before the Buddha, and he had to go into battle with his own family. He had to kill his own family because that was the war. And he was on one side and his family were on the other. And, and the gods of the universe were telling him that he had to go and fight this battle against his loved ones. And in his heart, he knew he didn't want to. He did, it didn't feel good to him, but there was no enlightened being saying, oh, you don't have to do that, right? There was no one to show him that way. So he fought the battle. And in turn, everybody died. But the Buddha showed us that we don't have to live in struggle. We don't have, you know, pain is inevitable, but suffering is a choice, right? So we, we can live lives of abundance. We can live, but you just continue to look in, in the pocket into the part of the universe that is a higher vibration. You'll always have the lower vibration. I think that's the yin and the yang. I don't think the whole world is ever going to completely get it. And there'll be a big rainbow over us. I just think it's our soul is here again. I, I believe that we've been here many times before and our soul through karma is trying to find that enlightened being inside of us. And some are on a, a different path. We've, it's probably your first time incarnation into the human body. It's probably your 20th. But that's how you know you'll meet an old soul. You're like, oh, you, you know, oh, that's an old soul. She's young, but she's an old soul because they've been here before. They're just trying to figure out how to live peace on earth, right? And then we'll just come back and do it again if we can't figure it out. That's why it's so important in this lifetime to take care of as much stuff as we can so we don't have to come back and start again. We're going to come back if we do at that higher vibration where we're just on earth living joy. I'm glad I found it now. Some people might find it at 20. Some people might find it at 50. But I'm glad I see the light now because the rest of my life I see light. And it's so funny that sometimes I'll talk to people in their 40s and they just don't seem to have the depth as say someone that's 25 has 
And it's just mind blowing because I could have a conversation with someone who's 25 that seems to have more life experience than someone who's been through a lot more. And it's like, how is this even possible? I think it's karma. I think it's the past lives. I think it's how we're back again because we come with a purpose. And sometimes we leave the earth before the purpose gets filled, right? A lot of people leave this earth and have not reached the, I mean, you think of sadly, like the young children, like why did they come and go so quick? Or why did he had so much to live, but he died of cancer or this, you know, and this seems like there's more to do. But for some reason, you signed the contract before you came, you knew, you just forget, you knew what you were coming down to do. So the point is to find joy and try to leave the, leave earth with joy in your heart. And, and I, I'm reminded of, I, you probably heard me say it. Did you, I mean, did I tell you about the man on the airplane? No. So he was on Oprah and this man was after living through a near death experience where he was on an airplane traveling somewhere and something happened in the engine and the back of the plane blew off and he's at the front of the plane. The back of it blew off and dragged out people with it, right? And they're still attached to the seats and their seatbelts and everything's being blown out to the back of the plane. And he's watching this happen. And he was explaining to Oprah that he could see their colors. He could see that some people's colors were really, really dull. And he could see other people's body, their energy leaving, and they were really, really bright, bright colors, right? And he said, all I know, he's like, I don't know what happened. But all I know is I want to leave this earth with really, really bright colors. Oh, goosebumps again. Right? I want to leave with bright colors. That's what we want. We want you to find joy and live a high vibrational life for as long as you can. Live, you know, things that are going to happen. They're probably going to, you know, hurt for a little bit. But it's back. It's up to us to come back up to a joyful being and joyful alignment where inner being feels good. But yeah, your colors, you want them to be bright, that beautiful aura. So to kind of sum that up, we could make so many more episodes. Oh my God, yes. Would would you say that we need to stop seeking and stop attaching ourselves to things, attaching ourselves to outcome and just let go? Because I like when I learned about Taoism and letting go, everything just started to make sense. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, trade so striving for arriving. Yeah. So just letting go. Let it go. Let it come to you. Put the thought in the forefront of your mind and let the universe take care of how or when. But you have to be doing things that set you on fire. Yeah. Part two is to really align yourself with the vibration. You can't just let go and sit home on the couch and eat nachos all day. Yes, exactly. There's a fine line between doing nothing and just allowing, right? Yeah. Allowing being. Yeah. The final words of the Buddha ever recorded were the way to your divinity is through your diligence. So the way to the higher self is just through practice. So think of your compass as being in your heart. And when you move away from that heart center, it starts to feel like struggle and resistance and, and harder for you. So then you're going to want to keep coming back into that heart center, right? So the more practice you have, 
you're not going to get very far out away from that heart center because it feels too good when you're there. So you're going to come coming back real quick. So that diligence part of, of the higher vibration is in your diligence. You keep coming back to the center and you won't be far out away from it once you know how good it feels once you're in there. Yeah. That sounds a lot like something I say is when your values and morals are here and your behaviors are over here, it's like having mm-hmm. one leg on one boat and another leg on another boat. Yes. And they keep stretching further and further apart. Yes. And people numb it yes. with whatever, excuses, justifications, but the pain is still there. Yeah. We need to be on the same boat, aligned with our purpose and our heart and our yeah. love and our joy. And then the rest is just going to fall into place. Yeah. Should be easy. It should be easy. It should be easy. And don't pick the fruit before it's ripe. Get yeah. into a vibrational alignment. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So I have one more question for you just to end this off. Yeah. So if you were to go back and tell your younger self something. Mm, I love this. What would it be? Don't try so hard. Don't try. Don't spend your time arguing and fighting and, and struggling. And if you are struggling, reach out to somebody I mean, I had anxiety my whole life. I didn't even know it was anxious. I was numbing it with weed and then alcohol. And until I gave it all up, did I realize, oh, Jesus, I'm not I'm not hungover. I'm, I'm full of anxiety. You know, and then I dealt with that and came into my true self. But I feel like I would tell my younger self, don't try so hard. Relax. Be around people that make you feel joyful. Don't be in relationships or around people that hurt. And you'll get to a better place faster. Just don't try so hard. I love that. I agree. I love that. Just allow it. Just allow it. Well, thank you so much for being on here. And I'm sure we will have many episodes to come. Yeah. Yes, we will. Anytime. I love this. This is the talk. Should we only scratch the surface? Oh, yeah. I know. I know. We can go go way deeper. We can go anywhere. Tell our own journey. You know, there's lots to be told and you're doing great. And I'm so happy you're doing this. I see the light. I love it. And I'm happy for you. Keep going. And uh, I look forward to sharing this podcast. It's going to do great things. Yes. Thank you so much. Much love, Steph. Much love.